Welcome to another episode of Ancient Asian Legends. I'm your host, Mei Li Soon. Today, we accompany Wukong as he encounters formidable neighbors and secures a magical weapon. This tale springs to life from the enduring pages of Journey to the West, crafted by Wu Chang-in in 1592, but that's not all. Stay tuned until the end for our proverb of the day, infusing our narrative with timeless Asian wisdom. Without delay, Let's dive into today's story, Looting the Dragon Palace. Chapter 3, Looting the Dragon Palace. In the last ancient Asian legends, Wukong mastered the 72 transformations and somersault cloud and defeated his first enemy, the Demon King. After the battle, he decided that he needed to train all the monkeys in martial arts to defend themselves. An old monkey advised him, Great King, to learn martial arts, we need weapons. Wukong replied, You're right. Are there any weapons nearby? No, but one time when I was young, I was captured and taken to the Owl Lai Kingdom, where they had weapons made by blacksmiths. I see. You wait here. I'll go to the Owl Lai Kingdom and return with weapons. With that, he somersaulted and arrived above the Aulai Kingdom. Below, Wukong spotted a military encampment, teeming with an arsenal of weaponry neatly arranged on wooden racks, an array of knives, spears, and staves. Grinning ear to ear, Wukong puffed his cheeks and exhaled so powerfully that a gust of wind erupted from his mouth, rendering it impossible for any of the Aulai soldiers to open their eyes. Wukong plucked a handful of fur from the nape of his neck and blew on it with gusto, commanding, Transform! The fur morphed into a swarm of nimble monkeys, who swiftly descended to the ground. The monkeys stole the weapons and escaped. After the wind subsided, the soldiers opened their eyes and discovered the arsenal now stood empty, its racks stripped bare of every weapon. Wukong returned to Huaguoshan, distributed the weapons to the monkeys, and taught them martial arts. He selected a strong-armed monkey as the captain and instructed him to lead the troop. The monkeys would train day and night until they mastered their new skills. One day, the monkey soldiers finally finished their training. The captain said to Wukong, Great king, you seem joyful today. Let us witness your martial skills. Fetch my nine-ring blade. Wukong ordered, and a trio of small monkeys promptly delivered the weapon. Gripping it firmly, Wukong burst into a swift dance within the training area. The monkey soldiers only witnessed a blur of motion as Wukong swung his sword. Wukong's speed with his blade was faster than his troop could track it. The monkeys began to cheer. Spurred on by the crowd, Wukong began to swing the blade with increasing fervor. Amidst the exhilarating applause, Wukong wielded his blade with too much force. With a resounding snap, the nine-ring blade fractured in two. The monkey soldiers stood in stunned silence as Wukong tossed the broken half aside, declaring, Disappointing. Regrettably, this sword was not worthy of my great skill. In fact, we don't have any weapons worthy of my skill. The captain approached and said, Great king, do you know how to swim? 
I, Sun Wukong, can go anywhere, in the sky or underwater. Why? Well, in that case, in our water curtain cave underground, there is a direct path to the East Sea Dragon Palace. The Dragon King there is rich with treasures. If you were to, ahem, borrow a couple of items from him, wouldn't that solve the problem? Wukong paused, then smiled as he understood what the captain was asking of him. You all wait at home. I'll be back soon. With that, Wukong leaped into the water and disappeared from sight. Reciting a water-repelling spell, Wukong forged a path through the sea and dove in. The water curtain cave led straight to the East Sea Dragon Palace. Sunlight pierced the surface of the water, creating iridescent waves. Wukong marveled at the schools of fish and vibrant corals around him as he swam toward the underwater dragon palace. A few miles in, he encountered a procession of sea dragons, seahorses, turtles, and crabs bearing fruits. Guessing they were on their way to deliver gifts to the Dragon King, Wukong followed. Soon, he saw a sign reading Crystal Palace, hung over a magnificent structure. As Wukong tried to enter the palace gate, two shrimp soldiers brandishing steel forks blocked his way. Wukong swiftly disarmed them, strolled in, and hollered, Neighbor, neighbor! The Dragon King, in the midst of his royal revelry, heard the shout and slammed his cup down. Annoyed, he demanded, Who dares disturb my feast? Wukong sprinted forward, plopped onto a stool, and bowed with a grin. Hey neighbor, I'm the Monkey King from next door. Hope I'm not crashing the sea party. Well, well, what brings the cosmic sensation to my humble abode? Just need to borrow a decent weapon, your aquatic highness. The Dragon King bellowed with laughter. General Shrimp, get him a spear. The Shrimp General handed Wukong an iron spear, but Wukong bent it with a flick. The Monkey King chuckled. Is this the best you got? Dragon King, losing patience, snapped. Bring a knife. Shrimp soldiers offered Wukong a large knife, but he snapped it effortlessly, declaring, Too flimsy. Dragon King, now annoyed, roared, Fetch the 3,600-pound nine-pronged steel forks. Crab soldiers appeared with the forks. Wukong tossed them aside after a playful twirl. Still a feather? Dragon King grew more frustrated. Bring the 7,200-pound square heaven halberd. Turtle warriors struggled with the massive weapon. Wukong spun it expertly, and with a mighty crack, it broke. He shrugged. Light as a breeze. Anything weightier? Dragon King sighed. You challenge the infinite magic of immortals? We have no heavier treasures here. Wukong crossed his arms, smirking. In this colossal East Sea Dragon Palace, not a single fitting weapon? I doubt that. The Turtle Prime Minister whispered to Dragon King. Let him try to lift the rod, Your Majesty. There is no way he can lift it. No one can. The Dragon King snickered in agreement, then turned to Wukong. Immortal, follow me. As they descended into the sea depths, Wukong asked, Where's this legendary treasure? Dragon King pointed to a mossy pillar. This is it. Skeptical, Wukong teased. Don't play games, old Dragon King. Laughing, Dragon King revealed. The compliant golden-hooped rod left by the legendary King Yu. Lift it and it's yours, immortal. Wukong scrutinized the stone pillar. Its girth was the width of a human waist, and its height reached a staggering 80 feet. 
Suddenly, as if responding to Wukong's gaze, the pillar shook violently, shedding mud and stones to unveil a dazzling golden iron rod within. Ecstatic, Wukong leaped toward the divine iron. He read its inscription aloud. The compliant golden hooped rod, a hefty 13,500 pounds. The rod, golden at the ends and crimson in the middle, captivated Wukong. He grinned toward the Dragon King. Perfect, but a tad thick. If only it were shorter and thinner. Miraculously, the golden hooped rod emitted a golden light and shrank in circumference and height. Wukong was amazed. Bravo, shorter and thinner. Wukong repeated his command and the rod transformed into a wrist-thin, one-person height marvel. Grinning, Wukong twirled it, shaking the entire dragon palace. The Dragon King, witnessing Wukong's affection for the rod, snapped, This is my Sea Realm's treasure. You can't take it. If I can lift it, it's mine, right? Don't backtrack now. Dragon King seethed in silence. Reciting a spell, Wukong turned the golden-hooped rod into a tiny needle and stashed it in his ear. Taking the Dragon King back to the main hall, Wukong beamed. Thanks for this gem, old Dragon King. Now with a weapon in hand, how about tossing in some armor to complete the set? The Dragon King frowned and said, Unfortunately, I don't have it. Don't have it? Who are you trying to fool? If you don't give it to me today, I won't leave. The Dragon King shook his head. Immortal, please calm down. Although I don't have it here, my brothers have it. Please wait while I call them. He then ordered his servants to beat an iron drum and ring a golden bell. The sound quickly reached a thousand miles away. The South Sea Dragon King, Ao Chin, North Sea Dragon King, Ao Shun, and West Sea Dragon King, Ao Rune, heard the drum and bell and rushed to East Sea Dragon King Ao Guang. They asked, Big Brother, why did you urgently summon us? Ao Guang said to Wukong, Immortal, please wait, I'll be right back. Go ahead, go ahead. Ao Guang led the other three Dragon Kings to the side and said in a low voice, Today, a monkey with great magical powers came, snatched my golden hooped rod, and demanded armor from me. I don't have any armor to give him, so I invited my brothers to discuss. Big brother, no need to waste words with that monkey. Let's go in together, catch him, and dismember him. Brothers, you don't know. His golden hooped rod kills on contact and annihilates upon collision. Who dares to approach? Big brother, why don't we give him the armor first, then go report to the Jade Emperor? That's a good idea. Right, here I have a pair of lotus silk cloud stepping shoes. I have a suit of lock golden armor. I have a phoenix wing purple golden crown. Thank you, brothers. Big brother, don't mention it. We'll go back and send someone to bring them. After his brothers sent their treasures, Ao Guang presented Wukong with the lotus silk cloud stepping shoes, the lock golden armor, the phoenix wing purple golden crown. Wukong was overjoyed. He put on his new armor, thanked the Dragon King, and left the Crystal Palace to return to the Water Curtain Cave and Hua Guashan. Wukong landed on a cloud, and all the monkeys, large and small, came to pay their respects. A little monkey touched Wukong's armor and said, Great King, your armor is so beautiful. And the old monkey asked, Great King, where is the borrowed weapon? Wukong took out the golden hooped rod from his ear, and the monkeys gathered to see. One of the troop asked, Is this just an embroidery needle? Wukong waved his hand and said, Children, step aside quickly. 
he inserted the golden hooped rod into the ground and commanded, Grow! The rod, like a bamboo shooting up toward the heavens, lengthened and pierced through the sky. The monkeys cheered, It's a great treasure, a great treasure. Seeing the great weapon, the wolves, leopards, tigers, and 72 monster spirits in the mountain grew alarmed. They quickly came to pay their respects to Wukong and bowed to the ground. Wukong selected four brave and skilled monkey generals from the monkey soldiers and appointed them to train soldiers. Wukong himself rode the somersault cloud, traveling the seas to visit immortals and make friends. He befriended six powerful demon kings. Wukong spent his days drinking and chatting with his demon king friends, exchanging martial arts techniques. One day, Wild Boar Demon King said, Today we're happy, why not form a brotherhood? In the future, we'll share prosperity and face adversity together. Everyone agreed, so they arranged themselves by age, with Bull Demon King becoming the eldest brother and Wukong the youngest brother. Bull Demon King raised his cup and said, Today the seven of us share the same aspirations and form a brotherhood. It's truly a joyous occasion. Moreover, it's rare that Brother Wukong not only has great abilities, but also a handsome appearance. He truly lives up to the name Beautiful Monkey King. The Demon Kings all raised their cups to toast Wukong. Wukong also raised his cup and laughed. All right, from now on, I'll be the Beautiful Monkey King. Everyone drank and celebrated until dawn. One day, while Wukong was taking a nap, two gods of death, Yin and Yang, arrived. They appeared as ghosts and dressed in black and white. Wukong stirred, but before he realized what was happening, Yin and Yang put an iron chain around his neck and dragged him out of his home. The ghosts traveled with Wukong for several days before they arrived at the walls of a city. Wukong saw three big characters inscribed on the city gate. Netherworld Realm. Wukong thought, isn't this the underworld of Yama? How did I end up here? Confused, Wukong turned to his captors. There must be some mistake. Why did you bring me to the underworld? I don't belong here. Yin and Yang smiled. Yama sent us to capture you. Don't you get it? Your life has ended. You're dead. Is it a mere twist of fate? Or has Wukong truly met his end? Join us in the netherworld realm for the next episode of Ancient Asian Legends to uncover the answer. Today's proverb of the day is the following. To grasp a tiger cub, one must brave the tiger's den. This proverb emphasizes that achieving something substantial or acquiring valuable experience demands a readiness to embrace risks and confront challenges directly. Had Wukong refrained from entering the Dragon Palace, the chance to obtain his legendary weapon, the compliant golden hooped rod, would have eluded him. Even the Monkey King had to venture into uncertainty to yield remarkable outcomes. May you discover the courage to confront challenges head-on and pursue greatness. There you have it. To grasp a tiger cub, one must brave the tiger's den. Our proverb of the day.
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Ancient Asian Legends. Today's episode was translated by Mei Li Soon and edited by Matthew Borer. It contains original music by Jeff Harvey, 29811401, and Studio Columna. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the joy with others. Find Ancient Asian Legends on social media for a refresher of Proverb of the Day. What unfolds next in Wukong's journey into the netherworld realm? Join us in the next Ancient Asian Legends for more magic. Until then, take care and stay enchanted. <laughs>